My name is Emma. I own the Daisy Chain and run music and movement programs for aged care and disability facilities. I'm going to share how to find fun, purpose and connection in that stage of life that others think is boring, dull and pointless. If you would like to know how we shine a light on the fun, vibrant, full lifestyles of the aged care residents and disability clients, stay with me as I share the stories of human connection. And I'm like afterwards when they go down for a cup of coffee and cake. And cake. No, they didn't have any cakes today. Cake today. But um, and the instructor is amazing. And she is, and, and, and well, you are, and it, you, you bring us all and make us laugh. When we make mistakes, you know, it's sort of everybody laughs and, and you laugh there's with no, us, not against. There's no mistakes, they're just unplanned silence. I heard that today, yeah, yeah that was clever. <laughs> yeah. You make it fun. So I am here with Lynn Smith, who lives at uh, Hammond Care in Miranda. Um, I met Lynn about three years ago when she started attending one of my Zumba Gold classes. Um, so we're going to have a chat today. Thank you, Lynn, for joining me. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Um, what a lovely spot you live. What a great view. It is. We uh, came here five years ago and it was a really good move. We, uh, we love it. Yeah, it's beautiful. And yeah. you've got the most amazing views. We have. So what can we see over there? Oh, you can see Botany. i got Botany, no sense of direction. See Botany Bay. Yeah. You can see the um, legs. This is sharks. The sharks. Sharks, yeah. Over there. Yeah. And what else? Amazing. And then what's that direction? We can see the netball courts, which is fabulous. I love netball. Do you like netball? I do. I love it. Absolutely. I watch it on TV and watch. And my granddaughter plays sometimes down in that place. Excellent. I sit and watch her in the veranda. That's nice. With your pims. With my pims, yes. (laughs) Why not? Pims and lemonade. It's very English. Very English. (laughs) So, Lynn, we're just going to chat today about some various parts of your life, just a a bit of uh, history about you, Um, also your achievements with your sporting achievements um, and your family as well because you said to me that family's really important and then you said to me that we also need to talk about your wonderful husband, Ted. Um, Now, don't roll your eyes because no one can see your eyes. (laughs) Now, if I had a video camera, Lynn is looking at Ted and rolling her eyes. Adoringly. <laughs> so, Lynn, um, just tell me a little bit about yourself. Just a, a bit of a, you know, a couple of lines to sum up who Lynn is. Well, I'm 75 and I was born in Newcastle. And when I was nine, we went to Broken Hill for five years. <laughs> and then we went back to Maitland for three years. And then we went to Fiji. Super Fiji Dad went with the Australian government for two years and we lived in Fiji for two years. Wow, how did you find Fiji? Oh, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Still yeah. best best part of my life. It was just I was eighteen, just turned eighteen. Yeah. And uh, it was just the, the the ships, the tourist ships used to come in. Yeah. Used to throw streamers and the band used to play cool. and it was wonderful. Yeah. Um, and then we came back to Dubbo. And then we came to Sydney. Excellent. And I actually met Ted in Dubbo. Okay. Yeah. Um, so how old were you when you met Ted? 
20. 20? Yeah. And was it love at first sight? No, he was my boss. <laughs> no, on. And Ted was 18 and a half stone. Okay. And didn't speak very well. And my father, <laughs> mother Did you and teach father, him? <laughs> my mother and father told me to get rid of him anyway. They gave me some money. And I went overseas for two years. Okay. And when I came back, I married him. So, okay. But uh, my mum so and dad. What changed in that time? Well, nothing changed for nothing. me. Okay. But for my parents, it still didn't change either. They still didn't <laughs> like him. And to this day, they still didn't like really? him. Really? No, no. Wow. So he's a black sheep, yeah. Oh, so, someone's got to be. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it didn't worry him. Did that make things hard for the family? It, well, for Ted. It, it, it did until until we had family. Yeah. And then when you've got family, well, yeah. then it doesn't, it doesn't matter anymore. No. And uh, we had these two gorgeous kids. And, yeah. Um, no, everything was okay after that. That's no. nice. Only took a few years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't long. It was two years after we married that I felt pregnant. So, okay. Yeah. So you've got two children? Yeah, I've got them. Girl who was in in the navy. Okay. Both kids went to Hilston Ag, which is yep. a selective high school. Robert was captain, um, and um, the they're both mechanical engineers, both in New South Wales. Although Belinda went to Adfa, the Defence Force yep. Academy, two years, and then she was fifteen years in the navy. Wow. She did um, four deployments. Yeah. That must have been hard as a mum. It was horrible. Yeah. yeah. Really horrible. Yeah. I and mean, she never told us what she did until years later. Yeah. If it had been known that, yeah, it was would awful. Locked her in a bedroom. I would have never let her <laughs> yeah. go, no. No, and I think the things that you see you can't get over either, which is probably why they don't share it very she easily. There, she was there actually at ADFA. Yeah. Left home, never been away from home. And we went to ADFA. In the first six weeks, they're not allowed to have anything, anything to do with the, yeah. any correspondence or anything with the family. And while she was there on parade, she had a bayonet on parade, and they had to pull the pull it off. And when she did it, was it was rusted, so she put her head down, and as she put her head down, went through and oh, wow. cut her lip, and went right up through there. So she wasn't allowed to tell her, tell us. No. We got to the watch the big parade, and she's there with this all these stitches and a face out like that, and blood coming. Oh, it was awful! <laughs> wow. And I said to her, "Come home," but she wouldn't. Yeah. What do you think um, prompted them to join the defence force? Both of them? No, 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 my son didn't. Your son didn't? Just no way, no, okay. no, no. He wouldn't, yeah. he wouldn't be told to do anything. No. So what What was your, like, what was the motive for your daughter wanting to do that? When she was very good at sport. Yeah. But very good academically. Yeah. And they put out spotters. Okay. Especially in the, um, uh, in the selective high schools. Yeah. And uh, the, the spotter came and, they paid, gave her $1,000 in year 10. Okay. And she went to, um, down to Adfa yep. for a week. And then she went again, they squatted again and again. Wow. And she was overwhelmed and they were going to let her do all the sport because yep. she got a scholarship to go okay. to in the sport. Yeah. And that's, yeah, yeah. broke my heart. I, I didn't think for a minute that she'd go, no. but anyway, she did. It's a horrible sight, your baby's leaving. 
because it was terrible. Especially to go to that kind of career, I think it's quite scary. And, it's, and she's only yeah. she's only little. Yeah. She's only about five foot two. She's obviously tough though. She is now. <laughs> yeah. She's really tough. So grandchildren? Yes, she's got two. Yeah. A girl and a boy, both of whom are doing their HSC this year. Wow. Because the boy has been elevated two years. Okay, well. Two years, Smart yeah. cookies. Too smart. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, my son lives in Kangaroo Point. Okay. He's a, he contracts to the, to the railway. Yeah. And uh, he's got a girl and a boy. The boys just started high school this year and the girls yep. in year nine. Oh, same as my two. Yeah. You're seven in year nine. You're seven in year nine. Year nine girls are a treasure. <laughs> this, this one at the moment is is, but yeah, he's, so is he's, he's waiting. Yeah. I know. I but think I think you know by now if they're gonna if it's gonna happen. Um, so let's touch wood and hope that they just stay stay on track and focused. Yeah. Don't get distracted by by people they shouldn't be distracted by. <laughs> and you wonder why. Yeah. It's hard, isn't it? Um, so. We were talking before, Lynn, about some of your achievements and I've got a little printout here um, about your bowls achievements. So can you tell me a little bit about that, like when you started playing and why? Well, well, I was playing tennis. Okay. And my mother was playing bowls for New South Wales at the time. Wow. And I was playing and uh, my father came down. He'd just retired and uh, he's... Came down and watched me play one day. And he said, I was a good B grader. He said, you'll never be an A grader ever. Why don't you come and play bowls? Yeah. And I said, no way, I wouldn't wear that uniform ever. (laughs) He said, I'll pay for your fees, I'll buy your equipment and I'll clothe you if you'll come and play. And he was a coach. Right. So I went down and he coached me. Yeah. And bowls is between 10 and 2, which means that I can leave, (laughs) drop the kids off at school and I could pick them up afterwards. So I did and I joined after six months and joined his club, which was Western Suburbs League in Croydon and I was living in Greystains. Okay. And I started and I loved it and I played and then my sister joined 12 months after. What did you love about it? I, I, I found that I could get on with older people anyway. Yeah. Uh, um, age is, doesn't bother me. Yeah. But I, I like, like the thought and the planning and and the what I had to think about before each bowl. Yeah. And it fascinated me. And of course, Dad was absolutely thrilled because he spent a lot of time with me. Yeah. And then when Trudy Ann came, my sister came. He you know, took us everywhere, paid for everything, and. Um, drinks. It didn't cost us anything. Both of us it weren't, never worked. And it, it was a nice bonding thing as well. It for was the kids, as a family. And he he wasn't that type of person. He, <laughs> yeah. worked, he worked very hard. Yeah. We didn't. Uh, my sister ran me the other day and said, "How would you describe Dad?" And I said, "Well, growing up, he's a cranky old man." Yeah. But. As soon as he had grandchildren, and that, he he changed. Yeah, and he was really nice. So I was thirty-four. Yeah, and I joined, and I wore the white uniform, not the white stockings, but the white. No. And I had to wear stockings and and a hat at all time. Yeah, and at that stage, long sleeves. 
Um, it's hot. You're right in the middle of the day. And a petticoat. In Australia. <laughs> a double, double yeah. petticoat in the, as well. Yeah. And when it was winter, it was cold and you couldn't put anything underneath it. No. And it was freezing. But I, I um, kept on. Yeah. And then when I was... Um, oh, I was about 40, I suppose. I started to, and I got a, um, on the Grand Slam, won the singles pairs, triples and fours. Wow. And then we went to another club, which was the stronger club. Yeah. It went to a stronger club. And... Uh, we, then we, of course, we had Tiridia and I had to go from the bottom up. Yeah, and, yourself again. Yeah. And uh, because it was a stronger club, we played outside our club and we started to win a few things. Anyway, then we were I was selected in the regional team and then in the New South Wales team and then I was in the New South Wales team for wow. 10 years. Wow. And then after that... Um, I joined the New South Wales Women's Bowling Association and became a state selector. Gosh. And I was a state selector when I succumbed to this epidural abscess. Okay, so for those of us that don't know what that is, are you able to explain it very briefly? I had pains in my lower back. Yeah. And then it became excruciating pain. And an abscess had formed on my epidurus, which is where you get an epidural needle. Okay. And I burst on the in the emergency in in, in Bankstown Hospital. Yeah. And when it did, it all it burst and all of it went to the brain. Right. And when I woke up, I couldn't walk, and I was. Uh, so how old were you when that happened? I was 59. Okay, that must have been really scary. It was. I was yeah. also, um, I was super fit at the time. Yeah. And I was, when you were 60, I was going to go in a half marathon. Wow. And I was super, super, I was yeah. very thin. I was about eight stone. Yeah. And I was very fit. And I think this is why why I lived. Yeah. Because I was, because anyone with this goes right through. Yeah, but I was okay. six months in hospital. Yeah. And I had... Um, a thousand milligrams of antibiotics for six months. Yeah. Every day. Okay. So how did you cope with the mental side of that, knowing that you were in hospital for six months? Like what got you through day to day? Probably my family. Yeah. While I was there, um, my sister organised that there was always during um, visiting hours. Yeah. There was always someone there. Always. Yeah, okay. And when my toe first moved, it was my brother-in-law who was there reading the paper while I was sleeping and woke up and it moved. And he said, do it again. And it was like she could be able to move her legs. So until that point, you didn't have any movement? No. In your legs? Nothing. Yeah, okay. Just the legs, not the arms too? Um, I did have it in my arms, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, but my legs, yeah. I had none. And that was for six months? Yes. Yeah. And then I had to go and have um, physiotherapy. Yeah. And uh, I had intensive physio. But so do you think having people there every day was what kept you um, sane? Yeah. As sane as you could be? 
Yeah. But you become institutionalised too. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been back many times. Since, yeah. Uh, even since you, since I've known yeah. you, I was six weeks in hospital. Yeah. One day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. So as you had been so active in the bowls um, sport and the selecting and all that, how did that affect your bowls playing? What was the next step? Because like, I don't imagine that you would have left hospital and said, well, I just won't play no. because you're very determined. Well, I did. <laughs> After the first one, um, my sister got me back into bowling. Yeah. And... Uh, Actually, the last time I bowled here, this last time, the last time I got back, the last time I played was on the 9th of December. Okay. And then I went into hospital and had a melanoma taken off yeah. my leg. And I, I really haven't recovered yeah. from that at all. Yeah. Something's happened. Okay. Um, my legs are... But when you... Uh, so after you came out of hospital... Did you then play competitive bowls still? Yes. I, I started to play with a crutch. Okay. First of all with a walker, then a yep. crutch. And I really concentrated. And then I actually represented, uh, uh, I played for New South Wales in the disabled okay. games. Wow. And then I was selected. I won a Australian singles. Yeah. And then I was selected to play for Australia and I flew to New Zealand yep. and played singles and pairs in New Zealand. In, in the disabled. In the disabled yep. games. Yeah. And I came fifth in the world inning wow. in singles, yeah. Wow. But I didn't didn't get a medal, which was a shame. Oh, but just being there is a huge achievement, it was, though. It yeah. was. And all by myself, which was wow. really good. And to yeah. be able to do something you love when you weren't sure yeah. if you were going to walk. It's pretty amazing. It was. It yeah. was. Um, so what what do you think it was that got you back to playing bowls competitively? Obviously it's something in your personality. I think it probably is, yeah. And because I've I've never worked, yeah. my life has been the bowling club and yeah. bowling greens and, yeah. and playing competitively. Yeah. And uh, I think... When you think about it, that was that was what I what I did. Yeah, um, and I loved it. Yeah, so you're going to do it no matter what. Yeah, yeah. And my sister was very insistent. My my sister and my daughter. Yeah, were very insistent that I do it. Yeah, organised it all and so forth. And didn't yeah. give you a choice. No, they didn't. <laughs> and, and even when I go there now, yeah, she comes out and gets all the stuff out for yeah. me. And, Puts it all out, ready yeah. to play, and so forth. Yeah. So, is it the, is it the competition? Is it the strategy? Is it the people that you connect with? Like, what is it in particular? Is it all of those things? I think it's all of those things. The strategy um, is there, and I think that's that that instills your com- competitiveness. Yeah. And I am competitive. Yeah. I'm, I like to win. Yeah. I'm a good loser. Yeah. But I like to win. And uh, yeah. for that reason, I think, and I, I don't want to sit around and do nothing, which I could do, but uh, I, I don't. don't think you could. No, probably not. <laughs> but uh, I, I, like I me. Yeah. No, uh, and I'm not a loser. Yeah. I, I want to do well. Yeah. And I think that's been instilled with my mum and dad. 
Yeah. Um, my sister is my sister's a natural sportswoman. She doesn't have to yeah. try very much, whereas I have to work at it. But um, and we've both done very well together. Yeah. Um, Do you think sometimes having that competitiveness and that stubbornness um, is also, which is a good thing because it means that you can, you know, you've achieved all the things that you've achieved. But do you think sometimes that means that you're extra hard on yourself and you don't give yourself time with some things? Um, Not really because I love it. Yeah. I I never think it's never a chore. It's always, you know, if you've got nothing to do, go in. Do something. Do, so, do something, yeah. And, and to play bowls is just something. That I haven't played since um, December. Yeah. And that that worries me. Yeah. And that's why I'm going to have all this done now. Yeah. But the greatest thing of all was when I was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Wow. It was the New South Wales Hall of Fame. Yeah. And I went to the Curability Club. That must have been amazing. It was. It was absolutely yeah. fabulous. So, uh, yeah, I, I didn't know I was going to get it. Wow. And uh, I was sitting sitting in there and I started to read all these things. You can read the... Yeah, I've got it all there. Yeah. And I sort of, you know, you sort of sit there and listen and I thought, gee, that sounds familiar. <laughs> and it's oh, me. it's me. Yeah. Did you and cry? I did. No, he, he <laughs> cried too because he had to come down with me. Okay. They put me on the stage and yeah. we were right up the back. That's why I was in the yeah. spice bit, you know. Yeah. And... Uh, so he, he cried all the way down, and I'm saying, "Stop crying." But anyway, he really put me down. You know, it was it was wonderful to be acknowledged. Yeah, sounds amazing. So that leads us to Ted, yeah. who you've been married to for 50 years, and you roll your eyes and you give Ted a hard time, but I know it's in jest. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so you met when you were 18, no. 20. Yeah, he was my boss. Yeah, yeah. 20. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he didn't get the sack. No. <laughs> no, I didn't know. <laughs> so yeah. what is it about Ted that, like, obviously there was something to start with. What was it initially? I think it was just friendship in the beginning. Um, and then I went overseas and I came back and he was there. He was still there. Still there, yeah. And... Uh, yeah, he's been very good though. Yeah. We've been, since all this has happened. Yeah. Um, he's had to give up. He's give up his life actually. Yeah. And these last few few months, I've been really bad. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty hard for people that care for someone with a an illness or a condition that can be debilitating. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, um, and this is no disrespect to you, obviously, but it's the focus is on the person. Um, yeah. And it's what's going on in the background sometimes gets forgotten about. Yeah. But um, he's a good man. He can hear me, so mm. <laughs> he's ignoring us <laughs> so that you don't tell him off. Depends. <laughs> so when we were talking before, we were talking about before and after the illness, um, or illnesses, because there's been a couple of related illnesses, what's the biggest difference obviously like you said before um or we were saying just now that you're not you're not the illness and you're not the condition um you're still Lynn 
Um, but how has your life changed before, other than bowls? Um, how is your life different before and after? Well, be, well, before my illness, I was a sports person. I and I walked and I ran and um, and then it all sort of stopped. Yeah. And it was kind of overnight almost? It was overnight, yeah. yes, yeah. Yeah. One Makes you wonder how long that had been brewing for that you don't know. It, one day I was actually in parks playing yeah. playing bowls. <laughs> playing bowls. Yeah. And uh, I just got this pain in my back. Yeah. And I stopped off at Holbrook on the way home. And they said it was muscle spasms. Okay. And 10 days later I was on life support. Wow. So it yeah. was very, very quick. Yeah. And I didn't, I just had these horrific pains in my lower back. Yeah. But like you said before, if you hadn't been as fit and strong and healthy, oh, yeah. then we probably wouldn't be having this conversation, would we? Well, my neurosurgeon, when I went to him he, last time, he said to me, Eileen, by the way, I've had two people, with, no, three, three people with um, epidural abscess. And I said, yeah. oh, how did they go? He said, oh, they died. <laughs> So That's cheery. <laughs> so they, they, it, it, so it goes right. The yeah. it goes right through. So while I was in hospital, I had complete facial paralysis. Wow. I had septicemia and had golden staph. All while I was Triple in there. Whammy. Yeah. So I, I had everything there. Yeah. 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 So when we were talking earlier, you said about obviously how important your family are and how important they've been in getting you back to bowls. Um, Tell me about family. Tell me what family means, what, what family looks like to you. Yeah, well, family is my mum and dad, of course, and my mother lived to 103 and four yeah, months. And uh, she's a beautiful-looking, red-headed, yeah. red-haired. Was she firing? She was, but she was beautiful and always beautifully dressed and beautifully yeah. made up, fingernails, you know, yeah. always. Yeah. Stockings and all this. Yeah. The old fashioned, but always with it. Yeah. Um, actually, she was with me when this is one of the ones that she bought for yeah. me. That that sort of thing. Yeah. Good ones, not yeah. cheap ones. Yeah. Um, and my my dad, my mother never worked, and for that reason, my sister and I, we've never worked. Yeah. With that. Obviously, we didn't do go to university, so yeah. Both both of us were in the bank, and I'm, then I joined the council. Yeah. Um. Um, the, the kids, kids have been really good. Done very well at yeah. school. Um, had given us no problems at all. How would you describe yourself as a parent when they were growing up? Because I've got teenage, two teenage daughters. I was hard. Yeah, it was very hard. I made Robert was going a bit off the rails, so yeah, made him get a job at Woolworths. Yeah. Which he didn't want to do, and I made him go and say, Check out Charlie. Which bit, of, he, bit of discipline. Yeah. And uh, he, he worked there seven years, put himself through wow. uni. Yeah. yeah. He loved it in the end. Yeah. Morris was very good to him. Yeah. Um, Belinda, she wasn't any problem at all, but she left at yeah. quite 18. Yeah. And uh, that, that was awful. Yeah. And she uh, came back. She did. Yeah. She did, but. Um, yeah, it's it's been hard. So, would you say you and Ted were tough, or a big softies, or is no, it a bit of both? No, I was I was very tough. Yeah. Ted was soft, 
No, and it's true. Well, you've got to be a combination, so it's probably a good match. Oh, yeah. There was only one way, and that was my way. <laughs> and I think that's why Belinda's got this streak in her now. And Robert's a bit the same, yeah. yeah. You know, until a lie is the worst thing you can do on Yeah. You know, yeah. Confess or, or, or die. Yeah. Because you never tell, tell a yeah. lie. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and are you same with the grandchildren or are you different with the grandchildren? No, they're gorgeous. <laughs> oh, I can do no wrong. No. It's, it's, That's what grandparents are for, isn't it? It's a whole new ball game. Yeah. And it's, it's different. Yeah. It's, and uh, you can give them back. Well, you can, yeah, we, which we did. Um, but there have been no problem with yeah. the kids. Yeah. Um, no, they're beautiful. Yeah. So I jokingly asked you earlier, um, I asked Ted, about the secret to being married for 50 years. Um, and Ted shook his head and rolled his eyes and laughed. Um, but if you were going to give advice to someone that was just getting married about staying married, what would you say other than don't? Yeah, don't, yeah. <laughs> Well, you've just got to take the good with the bad, I think. Yeah. And, and just be strong. You can't just walk out. No. And no one's perfect except me. <laughs> Um, like me. Yeah. And it's true, I am. Well, but, everyone's perfect in yeah, their own way. That's Ted's, right. Ted's perfectly Ted. Yeah. You're perfectly Lynn. It's uh, it's it's hard. Yeah. Got to work at it. Yeah. But once do you, you think people give in too easily? I'm sure they do. Yeah. You know, but um, people who stray, well, that's that's not good. No. I wouldn't have that at no. all. But you never get the opportunity. I never got the opportunity to stray. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, no, it's, it's true. You stick with them, especially yeah. when you've got children because you hurt the kids. Yeah. And yeah, they don't know. It's not their fault. It's not effect, isn't it? It is, yeah. So we met at a Zumba Gold class. So I run a Zumba Gold class here once a week, which we started about three years ago. Um, when you first came to the class, what, what were you coming to? What were you coming for? didn't you know well I really didn't know but I knew it was exercise and I thought that I'd be able to do it yeah I didn't know quite how but I thought I'd give it a go and I'm pleased I did me too because it's it's not what I thought it was going to be yeah but it and it's really not geared for me I didn't think until I started to do it with a chair yeah or, and now it's my walker, and I can do, I can do it. Yeah. Can't use my hands, but because I'm hanging on to the walker. Yeah, you shake your bum twice. Yeah, that's that. right. Yeah, <laughs> got to do something. So, what is it about that class that keeps you coming back? Oh, I enjoy it. Yeah. And I like the I like the uh, the exercise. Yeah. And I'm like afterwards when they go down for a cup of coffee and, and cake. And ca- no, they didn't have any cake today. <laughs> no cake today. But uh, and the instructor is amazing. And she is, and, and, and <laughs> well, you are, and it, you you bring us all and make us laugh. And when we make mistakes, you know, it's, it's sort of everybody laughs and, uh, and, and you laugh with no, us not against. There's no mistakes; they're just unplanned solos. I heard that today. Yeah, yeah that was clever. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, and, and I love it. You you make it fun. And I think as we're getting older, it's good to laugh and it's good to be able to move around, do your own thing, maybe 
you know, a couple of them there are pretty hopeless, but it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. I look at myself and think, well, I'm, I can't do what you can do. My my whole philosophy is not to worry about what we can't do That's and true. just to focus on what we can do because if we spend all our time thinking about the things that we can't do, there's loads of things I can't do. I can't, you know, I can't change a wheel of my car tyre if I need to. Um, I can't carry a piano up the stairs by myself. There's lots of things that I can't do. Um, there's lots of things that I can do. And if we focus on the things that we can do and also challenge ourselves to to try the things that we can't do mm-hmm. and then push ourselves and that's how we learn how to do new things. Um, but my whole philosophy is move what you can when you can. Yeah, that's right. Um, and if today all you can move is one leg, then let's worry about that one leg and then right. tomorrow we might be able to move something else. Um, any... Anything else you want to add or talk about? or? No, I'd just anything? like to say how much, you know, that everyone down there loves you there. Oh, oh thank you. They're all, everybody there is so keen to, to keen to please, keen to learn and yeah. I think we're improving. I oh, think we're improving. And I do and I think it's because of you and you make it, you make it fun and I think because we're getting older, we need to have fun. People forget that when they're older, you, they think you should go into a little corner and yeah. and sit there and do nothing. And I yeah. think because of this, that's why it's become so popular, I think. Yeah, I, it's about not taking yourself too seriously. And of course, yeah. Having, having a giggle. And it does, it's like yourself. And we're not, we're not competing against one another, which is another thing, which is nice. Yeah. For, for me. I think some of them are. <laughs> they do, they do. It's true, and I, yes, they do. But for for me, uh, yeah. there is no no competition, no. and and I love it for that reason because I am so competitive. Yeah. But I feel there that I'm I don't have to be. Yeah. And I can and no one says anything, and they're all all most of them are so generous with the yeah. they look after me and yeah. so forth. I hope I don't take over too long, but no. they they're all no, all nice. Fine. They are, and most people are kind to yeah. me, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, um, so just to wrap up, give me, and you can have some time to think about it, give me three pieces of advice about anything, life, fitness, health, marriage, family, children, whatever, but three, three pieces of advice. The first time. thing is stay healthy. That's the most important thing because being crook costs a lot of money, mm-hmm. a lot of time, and it's never fun. And what does staying healthy mean to you? If someone said, well, how do I stay healthy? Well, go to, if you feel sick, go to the doctor, um, live, live, eat properly, lead a good life, Yeah. do exercise and so forth. Yeah. The second thing is if you can, go overseas, go on your holidays, buy your big TV, do something, do it now if you yeah. can afford. Don't put it off because if you put it off, be like me at the moment, we can do, we can go anywhere, do anything, but we can't because yeah. I'm not well enough. Yeah. And uh, the third thing I think is your family. Yeah. You've got to, you've got to have a family and yeah. be kind to them and be good, love them. Beautiful. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Thank you so much for your time. It's been wonderful hearing about all your achievements and your family and your, you know, very small snapshot of your life. Um, And I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks very much. Thank you.
My name's Emma. I'm from The Daisy Chain. And thank you so much for listening to The Daisy Chain podcast. For every bad habit, to correct a bad habit, it takes about 1,500 times of doing it right. So if you've been, if we do that every week, say we do it 10 times in the class, that's a lot of time that you've got to do it right to pronounce that because all that's happening is you're getting really, really good at doing it wrong. Yeah. Which is like the whole point of coming here is to keep us moving and keep us active and keep us safe out there in the world. Um, and so all of those things are going to help me get up and down stairs, get If you'd like some more information about our Moves for All program, please visit our website, www.thedaisychain.com, or all the information can also be accessed via our Facebook page.